Welcome to the Blandy Coffee Podcast. All coffee, no sugar. The original podcast dedicated to strip away the buzz, the marketing spin and the hype by getting under the hood and giving you all coffee, no sugar. The only coffee podcast show. Motivating you to take action and accelerate your results with your coffee and your business by sharing tools, resources, ideas, reviews and interviews which work on getting you the biggest results by concentrating on the important small things. Now here's your host, Patrizio Blandi. Hi everyone, I'm Patrizio Blandi from BlandiCoffee.com. Welcome to this very first episode of the Blandi Coffee Podcast. All coffee, no sugar. This episode is action-packed. This is the first episode, so there is so much information I want to share with you. But what I had to do is keep it short and to the point. And I just wanted to cover as much information possible, but in a very reasonable time as well. This being the first episode, I think it's quite appropriate that I introduce myself for those people who don't know who I am. Talk a little bit about how I got into the world of coffee how I got into the roasting side, the reasons behind making this podcast, how it's benefiting me, and more importantly, how it's going to benefit you from listening to this podcast. I will share that with you a little bit later on. This podcast is a little overdue. There has been a few technical issues, if you want to call them that. There have been some audio problems I've had. I'm recording this podcast at my factory it's in a warehouse complex, and where I'm situated, I'm in Sydney, uh, in an area called Reesby, and not too far away from where I, where I'm situated, there is a small aircraft airport, and the amount of light aircraft traffic that's flying above my warehouse is not funny. It's just incredible. I never noticed how frequent and how noisy they are until I started recording. Besides all that, there's been a lot of activity in my complex. People decided to renovate. Uh, there's been cars zooming, zooming in and out. It comes out very clear in the audio. It's amazing what a microphone could pick up. Um, so, yes, there's been t- technical difficulties with the audio, but I've overcome that now. I've set up a, a little studio in my factory now, and the audio is much better, but Still a little bit more work to be doing to the audio, but I think this is a good start, and um, I just want to share with you, this should have been out there much earlier. Unfortunately, um, due to the activity around my warehouse and me trying to get this studio up and running, it took a bit of time, but now now it's here, so moving forward, it has taken a little bit of time, but truly believe that this podcast had to be out as soon as possible because I know that this podcast can impact someone in some way in the world of coffee. My job is done and, and that's basically, I know that, that that is possible and I had to get it out. This podcast is aimed at pretty much anyone. It, it really covers a wide aspect of people. Um, if you're starting your journey into the world of coffee, this is a great podcast because you're going to learn the very important things about making great coffee, finding great coffee, and to get great results. If you're already in this lovely world of coffee at home, making coffee either with your espresso equipment or with a 
plunger or with a stove top, regardless of how you make your coffee, you will benefit from listening to this podcast because there are things here that will, again, get you great results. You don't need to spend a lot of money to get great results. I'm just concentrating on little things that will give you the biggest output. The other thing is as well, if you're starting your journey in the business of coffee, looking for a cafe to buy, to buy an existing cafe or to make a new cafe, this podcast is for you. If you're an existing cafe and you want to take some pointers here and put them to your business and take action on the on the things that are discussed on this podcast, you will get great results. And and they're very basic stuff again. It's it's very basic. You don't need to spend lots and lots of money. You don't need to spend heaps of you know millions of dollars or thousands of dollars to do marketing and buy equipment. And you need to buy things or you need to spend time on things that are going to give you the biggest results. That's the most important thing. It's concentrating on the things that's going to give you the biggest results. People entering the industry of coffee as a barista or a waitress, this is probably a good podcast to be listening to because it's going to teach you, it, it's going to show you a, a lot of behind the scenes and what is involved around the coffee industry. And the same with the, with the business, coffee business. It shows you pretty much, gets into the details of behind the scenes. And, and, and that's what it's all about, my title, All Coffee, No Sugar. The title is really something that I enjoy, is Coffee Without Sugar. Originally, my title was going to be Coffee No Sugar because that's how I drink my coffee. I have a coffee with no sugar. And that's pretty much how I've designed my coffee. I've roasted my coffee to to follow that principle. And this podcast is following the same principle. It's about enjoying something without adding anything else to it. This podcast is the same thing. I want to share with you as much as I can. That's the raw element without adding any any hype or marketing spin or you know misinformation or you know shining shining objects to make it better. It's not it's not about making it better. It's about giving you the raw information and it's up to you to filter out what you think is worth implementing and not implementing that's going to suit your business or suit what you do i will be doing this by what i share with you as a coffee roaster i will share with you all my knowledge that i have about finding a great coffee how to find it where to find it how to best treat coffee and give you background information about coffee i will share with you as much as i can on what what I believe will give you great results in your business. It's all about taking action. If you hear something on this podcast and you believe it will impact your business in a positive way, it's about taking those steps and doing it. Not waiting months or weeks to say, oh, I'll do that next week. It's about hearing it and making your plans to do it. I will be interviewing baristas, I'll be interviewing business owners in the coffee industry. The main objective about interviewing these people is to give you, again, the raw information. All coffee, no sugar scenario. 
what it takes to run a business, what frustrations it's taken them, what frustrations they've had to buy the business or to create a new business from scratch, running the business, cash flow problems, whatever I can dig out, I will sh- I'll make sure that that's put into the podcast. And, and basically, that's what I'm doing with the interview. I'm only interested in people to interview that would like to share the nitty gritty, that will go, let me go down under the hood and have a look what's making the thing tick, what has worked for them, what hasn't, what frustrations they've had running a business, staffing problems, rostering problems, finding staff or keeping staff. All this information is the raw element and and it's all coffee, no sugar. There's nothing to make it better than what it really is. By them sharing this information, they they will get a plug at the end of it. So yes, they're getting a, a plug for their business, but they would have shared with you so much valuable information that that cannot be bought. That is information coming out from a real life case scenario. So that is very valuable information that they are sharing with you. So interviews are going to be very interesting, especially if it's in your field that you want to pursue. So that's a little bit about my podcasting. Um, So I will share one topic or an interview. Then I will try to share some resources or tools that are going to be beneficial to get you great results. Also, I would like to share with you a book that's impacted me personally or in a business sense uh, to get great results or the person I'm interviewing to see what they've read that has impacted them in some way. And then it's pretty much giving you an action step to take. This action step to take is for you to go out there and take that action. It's about taking action and to get that result. And I I believe that by setting out an action step in my podcast for for you to go out there and do something, it's quite important. If you do take those action steps, you will see a positive reaction to what you're doing. You know, if you're trying to improve your coffee or you're trying to improve the way you make coffee or you're trying to improve your business, taking those steps quickly and as soon as possible is the key. The guy that created the intro and the outro is an amazing person. He created two two pieces of music that's amazing. And the first one is a little bit smoothing and easy going. That's just to to sort of ease you into the podcast and then the outro is about getting you motivated. It sort of G's you up and gets you ready. What I can see out of that outro music is amazing. It, it, it just resembles coffee. If, if you listen to that, to that outro, it's coffee. So it's an amazing piece of music. And the person that written it, he's from Israel and he's just amazing. So I hope you enjoy the intro and the outro. The purpose of creating that piece is to get you motivated at the end.
For those people that don't know who I am, uh, my name is Patrizia Blandi. I'm the owner and the coffee roaster for Blandi Coffee. I have a website called blandycoffee.com. I call this the hub because this is pretty much a, the place where you can get everything you need. You, you can access all my podcast episodes, read my blog posts, you can buy my fresh coffee, and you can have a look at the services I offer to business. This website is very easy to navigate and to use. The way I've designed this website is point and shoot situation. It's very easy. Um, you want to look for a podcast, point at podcast. If you want to read a blog post, read the blog post. If you want to listen to my podcast, listen to the podcast. It's very easy to navigate. When you get there, especially if you're listening to this podcast episode, if there are pieces of information that you need, you don't have to really stress too much and write things down or jot them down. Or if there are books or resources, links to some websites or tools, don't stress because what I've done is I've created a transcript for every episode that'll be uploaded to my my uh, webpage under the episode. So for this episode, it'll be episode number one and you'll find the transcripts. You can download the PDF or you can read it on the website. You can click the links. That will take you directly to the resources or the book. Or if I link to websites, it's all there. It's amazing where you can listen listen audio. So you could be on the train. It's, it might be in a hard situation where to write down in, to write down this information or you're driving. The main idea is l- listen just to relax, get a cup of coffee if you can, a takeaway coffee if you're on the train, sip on your coffee and listen to the podcast. If you're doing a jog, good on you because um, if you're going to sip on a latte or something, it's probably working against your exercise. So preferably have the coffee after the after you run. A little bit about my business. It, it's, it is a coffee roasting company. The objective or my company philosophy is supplying you with fresh coffee to order so the idea is to have zero coffee roasted on on hand i have very minimal coffee on hand and that's due to sampling or depending on my orders sometimes my orders there will be a little bit of coffee left over per roast so Depending on the amount of the, the order that I get, um, I cannot get it. I can't cannot get it exactly. So there there is some coffee left over, but the objective is not to have excessive stock on hand. And when I mean I have a little bit left over, it's only a couple of kilos left over. It's not a huge amount of coffee left over, and and that pretty much goes within a week anyway so even if there is some left over it only lasts one or two weeks at maximum so if you order my coffee through my website you will fall into a cycle so when you pay for it i'll, I'll get a notice saying you want two kilos of coffee that'll get, fall into a roasting cycle so if you order that on a monday and if i've got a roasting cycle on a wednesday your coffee will be roasted on the wednesday and shipped out that day Yes, you might have to wait one or two days. It is pretty regular. But all the people I've talked to, they don't mind waiting 
that extra day to get that fresh coffee. And that's what I try to drum into the people I supply coffee. I get a lot of customers, especially in the wholesale side, that give me one or two days notice to say, oh, I need coffee. I'm out of coffee. I, I tell them there is a cycle. I'm more than happy to put that put you into a cycle every week. Some do, some people don't. They want to order as they go. It's up to it's up to you. It, if you if you want to ring me up or I ring you up uh, every week and find out, that's fine. But if you run out of coffee and you give me one day's notice, it's going to be very hard because if it's not in that cycle period, it, you know, it's going to take one or two days. It's not stock, and that's the hardest thing they they don't understand. Every supplier they work with has stock of items. What I try to explain to my wholesale customers is that it's roasted to order. So if they ring me today for something they need tomorrow, it's going to be very, very hard. I'll try my best to get it out there as soon as possible. Most of the suppliers they deal with, they have stock on hand. Basically, I don't. I, I roast it to the order. So if, if you order it today, I'll roast it either today or tomorrow and ship it out. That's the beauty of having fresh coffee. It's the consistency that I can guarantee to my customers that they'll have fresh coffee. By them having a fresh coffee roasted for them on demand is very consistent because that consistency passes on to their customers. How I got into the world of coffee. I've always loved coffee. Ever since I grew up, I've always seen my father make coffee. Every morning, he'll make the coffee without fail. And after dinner, he'll make coffee. And he would use his traditional stovetop coffee maker. It's called a cafetera. It's got three parts to it. It's got the tank where you put the water in. Then it has a filter basket. And then it has the brewing holding tank. Screw that together. You put it onto a stovetop and you let it sit there and then it'll automatically automatically brew the coffee for you and when it stops spitting out the water at the holding tank you shut it down and you enjoy the coffee it's pretty easy to make the aroma that comes out of it is amazing so that's pretty much been instilled into me seeing that every day of my life when i was a kid it sort of passed on to my life now where i make coffee every morning the same way and a big game changer for me was when I went on my honeymoon I, I traveled around Europe and I took this stovetop with me and it was amazing because I was making coffees in different parts of the world in Europe with different coffees and tasting the different coffees was amazing uh, filling up the the room where we were staying with that aroma was something amazing and the beauty about smell or aromas is that brings back memories it's a very powerful to experience now when i make the coffee it, it sort of brings back that memory of being in europe and about my honeymoon so when i came back from my honeymoon i i was i was determined to find something better than what i had better than this stovetop and to cut a long story short i was basically searching for something that was portable still portable had no moving parts and that will make I was looking for something that was making an espresso style coffee it's similar to what you get in cafes 
this was really hard to find. The closest thing I found was one, it was an original stovetop coffee machine made in the 1950s by a guy in Milan called Giordano Rabbiati. He created this in 1950s. Don't really quote me on the dates, but it was around the 1946 to 1950 where he created this stovetop. It's an amazing piece of equipment. It's called the Atomic Coffee Maker. If I was you, Google it and have a look. If you go to my About Us page, you'll see it there. Uh, I have a link there as well. This is an amazing piece of equipment. It was done in that time in the 1950s. It was actually making something similar to an espresso and you could froth your milk. And it was all done on a stovetop. Then it was something that I liked, but personally, I didn't want to use something that was made out of aluminium. It's just a personal thing. So I was looking for something that was made out of stainless steel that was a similar product. I did come across another product, a coffee maker, made out of stainless steel. It still had its limitations. It was not making an espresso style coffee. It was claiming that it made close to an espresso style. It was not making the true blue espresso coffee that your commercial coffee machines can make. Espresso coffee needs to be brewed under pressure, and that is nine bars of pressure. It needs to have water at temperatures between 95 to 98 degrees. You will get 30 mils of volume of brew uh, within 25 to 30 seconds. Now, if you make it under those conditions, you will get an espresso coffee. The machines out there were not doing it at nine bars. It was impossible for a machine working under steam pressure to produce coffee at nine bars without burning it. As you go above one bar of pressure, it goes above 100 degrees and and the temperature increases exponentially. So when you get to nine bars, it's pretty much at about 180 degrees Celsius. So brewing coffee at that temperature will actually completely destroy the coffee. You will have pretty much nothing left over. That were the limitations. And plus, the machine that was made out of stainless steel could only brew two cups of coffee, would have to be shut down, restarted, actually cooled down first, then restarted. And by the time you make a second batch, it would have been about half an hour by the time you do all that process. It was not fitting to what I was looking for because, you know, if I've got a guest, I don't want them to wait half an hour for a cup of coffee. So I decided to see if I could make something better. There was a, a lot of time researching on how to make coffee how does an espresso coffee you know how does a coffee machine work what makes a good espresso what makes a bad espresso it was amazing and that journey to finding that information sort of created and built the love of coffee it was so much to learn and it was an amazing experience and then finally i came with a concept on making this espresso coffee machine that was portable did not have any moving parts and overcome the high temperature limitations working with steam. So I had a concept that would make a cup of coffee, espresso style, working at nine bars of pressure, working between 94 to 98 degrees and giving you that beautiful crema coffee that came out in an espresso style, 25 to 30 seconds with 30 mils of coffee that concept then i had to put that concept and make a prototype and this was the fun bit 
it was the fun of not knowing whether this concept worked or didn't work about designing and all the other features that had to be put onto the machine. So I had a, a local metal worker create and hand make the actual body of the machine. Then I was buying off off the shelf parts. So the machine looked a bit industrial looking. I, I named it the ugly duckling because it looked bad. Well, it didn't look bad, it just looked very industrial, but it made a beautiful cup of coffee. So I could only use the off the shelf parts because custom making parts will cost me a lot more money. So basically I just went with what I could find. Finding parts was quite hard. It evolved working at temperatures of 180 degrees and working with steam. Put those two together, it's very hard to find parts. When I when I didn't make the prototype and I fired it up, the first time I fired it up, bang, it did what I need to do. It was amazing. So that concept I had worked. The first shot was not up to scratch. I think a lot of machines out there, it takes one or two shots before you, you get the machine ready for making your coffee. Even commercial machines, you need to fire up a couple of shots, get the water moving through the system, then the machine's ready for firing off coffees. The second shot, it came, it worked. It was brewing coffee with between 94 to 98 degrees Celsius. I had to manually control the brew, turn it on like you would on a normal coffee machine. You Instead of pressing a button, I would rotate a valve. The valve would let the water through to the basket where the coffee was held. It brew the coffee, and then I would shut it off at that between the 25 to 30 second range. And that will give me the 30 mils. I was quite happy with that. And and that was basically the reason I got into roasting. And in 2011, I, I established this company, Landy Coffee, for that purpose. It was for this machine. I put this machine onto hold because I really believe for this machine to really benefit, I decided to put it in the back burner until I was ready to take this product to the next level of production and distribution. And I was either on my own or with a joint venture with someone. Instead of moving forward with this machine, I decided to stick with the coffee roasting for now because the time I was making that machine, finding good coffee was very hard. I'm talking about 2011. That was about three, four years ago. A lot of things have changed now. Coffee was very hard to find. That was fresh, good quality. Walking into your, your major supermarkets, you will not find freshly roasted coffee it was quite hard buying off the shelf was not the ideal place to buy your coffee so i had to find other places to source my coffee it was either through a cafe or through a roaster directly a lot of cafes i talked to did not even know when the coffee was roasted that again was a really hard place to find even in a cafe it was hard to find then if i went directly to a roaster it was quite hard to buy coffee in very small amounts, like one or two kilos from them. They only wanted to deal with people that will buy five to six kilos minimum per week. And I, I didn't think, I didn't believe this was the right way for someone to buy coffee. I, I believe that you should be able to walk in somewhere to buy fresh coffee. So I decided, look, I wanted to make it easier for you to find this coffee. That is the main reason why I started Blandy Coffee the roasting company and another reason why I started the Blandy Coffee podcast. It's all about giving you 
the information about coffee and the real facts behind coffee and the coffee industry. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please subscribe to iTunes if you enjoy the show. If you have any questions or anyone that you would like me to interview, email me at patrizia at blandycoffee.com. You can download the full transcription and the PDF to this episode number one by visiting my website at blandycoffee.com. Go to episode number one and there will be a link for you to download this episode. All reviews will be greatly appreciated and a five-star rating on iTunes will be greatly appreciated as well. So take care and see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Blandy Coffee Podcast. All coffee, no sugar. Subscribe on iTunes to get the latest episode. Visit blandycoffee.com to get links and resources mentioned in this episode. And download the PDF which contains a full transcription of the episode. Enjoy your coffee and bye for now.